0: Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. This past weekend. All right, check, check. Got me. There we go. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Happy Monday. Celebrate living. Celebrate misery. have some fun while we all die all right all right it's monday uh september 25th of the year 2017 and some people want to say that it's not autumn okay but it's autumn it's fall you know this is winter's little mixed baby you know this is winter's little mixed baby and this thing is nibbling at our nipples. I went outside yesterday and I could feel Mother Nature being naughty. I could feel her licking at the ends of my limbs, at my elbows and my lips. I could, I could feel that naughty little bitch tickling my whiskers. You know what I'm talking about? And that is autumn coming. That is, Mother Nature's showing off her fanciness. You know, she wanna uh she's hanging all her clothes out to dry. You know, the party's over, the skinny dipping and the, you know, the swimming and the drinking lemonade and the summertime activities are over. And Mother Nature's about to shake them leaves off. And you could even hear birds being like, oh, hey, motherfucker, it's about to get cold. And you see little birds that could be, that, that might not even make it through the winter. You see them trying to couple up with bigger birds. Bigger birds, that are going to be able to take care of them. You know, you, you'll see a sparrow uh, trying to fuck a goose. Or you will see a, you know, you will see a, even a hummingbird, you know, trying to, um, trying to, you know, get in a little bit of, uh, trying to get into some doggy style with a, with a raven. You will see things like that because some of these smaller animals know that winter's coming. And that's all that's going on. Thank you guys for joining me. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited about this show today. Uh, We had a lot of, we had, look, I had a sidekick on last week, right? A lot of you listeners weren't happy about it. I understand. Um, And he'll be back. He's going to pop back in later on today. We're going to try it in a little bit of a new facet. He's not here now. Uh, so that's going to be good. We have, uh, we're going to get into some other stuff. Oh, I got to tell you what happened to me. I got hair, um, hair rejuvenation surgery, hair rejuvenation surgery in my head with my own hair. And what it is, is they take part of your hair out of the back of your head. And look, I got enough hair for everybody. If you got a bald child out there or something, you know, I, dude, I could, dude, I could, uh, I could put, I could make wigs for half of a St. Jude's commercial. I got enough hair coming off the back. And so I, um, a buddy of mine introduced me to this dude a while back, this doctor out here. Uh, and next thing you know, you know, I'm in there talking to him and he's like, look, you should get the surgery. You should get the procedure. And I love surgery. I've always loved surgery since I was young. When I was young, I had a very small wiener, basically a wiener hole, a hole, the hole in your wiener, urethra or urethra. It's one of them. One of them is also a singer. I don't know who it is. Um, one of them is, a, I think think, uh, an African-American um, mezzo-sopranist. But the urethra or the urethra, my hole, basically, on the on my wiener was two small. So when I would pee, I was peeing. I mean, I could pee it. Dude, I could pee almost maybe 45 feet. It was dumbfounding the distance that I could urinate. And so when I urinated, I would piss big on apple juice too. If I had apple juice, dude, I was basically a water gun. You know, I remember my brother would carry, I'd drink a bunch of apple juice and my brother would carry me around and I would basically just piss at my sisters, you know, and I, I was just like a weapon. And, but it became a strain on my body. It became, like, painful. And so they had to take me into the surgery area. And they had to cut, you know, recavernate, I guess, recavernate my, my penis hole. And so, and I don't know what the exact procedure is on that. I would look it up, but, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to get into my computer. I want to stay in my brain. So that's what I would do, man. I got that, you know, I got that done when I was young. Um, and... And then I swallowed all them quarters. They had to get the quarters out of me. I had a spine surgery a while back. May or may not have needed, you know. But something about surgery and something about procedures, I think it's just the care something when you're in there. You know, when you wake up and suddenly there's people around and they want to know if you need anything. And I think when I was young, I just wanted that care. I wanted somebody to feel, you know, local. You know, and they come in. It just seems like, you know, there's a couple people in the room you feel cared for. And that's what I liked about it. And so I, I went in, man, and people are like, dude, you don't need hair surgery. You don't need any hair transplantation. You're right. You're right. I don't need it. But, I, you know, I don't know if that's part of my, you know, I don't feel like I have an addiction to surgeries. I don't. I like them. I like proceed. I like the. You know, the rigmarole, the signing in and then you're waiting and then everybody's wearing the same outfits because they're same uniforms because of, you know, you're in a, a medical facility. Everybody has on the, you know, the little shoe. Um, they put these little like shower caps on your shoes and you everybody wears the, uh, you know, same color stuff because they're doing a procedure. And next thing you know, I'm getting that I'm getting the hair taken out of the back of my head, put it in the front of my head. So that's what happened, man. I'm going to take you through that. I'm going to take you through that. I'll just take you through it right now. We're going to talk about the, um, the kneeling in the NFL a little bit. And then I'm going to have Ari, Ari Manis is going to be back here. And we are going to have him read some of the comments uh, that people had to say about him. And I just want to kind of feel that out with him. You know, I, I did commit to uh, giving things a shot with him for a little bit. Uh, but I do realize that listeners want it to be just me and them as well. So I'm not bailing on having REN, but I'm not um, committing to it yet fully either. So we're just going to feel it out. And that's life. Sometimes you just have to feel things out. So anyhow, let me tell you about this hair procedure. So I had a friend that got hair. And I'd never even met this friend before. This was a new friend. So this was an inaugural inaugural friend. And I said to him, I said, man, you got good hair. And he goes, well, I'll tell you this. He said, you see the hair on the front of my head? I said, yep. He goes, usually you can't see that hair unless you're standing behind me. And I'm thinking that, I don't know what I'm thinking. Maybe this this kid was raised in a fun house. His daddy's a magician. You know, I don't know what I'm thinking. You know, maybe he thinks he's got, maybe he's on acid. I don't know. But he ended up telling me that he got hair taken out of the back of his head, put into the front of his head. And it just blew my mind because it looked normal. You couldn't tell anything. So anyway, fast forward two years. I'm in the guy's office the other day and he's like, let's, let's get it. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I got the hair and you sit down, you go in there and first they run like a little bit of a woman's vibrator along your scalp and it looks like a little vibrator almost for, a. and this, I'm not trying to be profane, but like a baby, if a baby was being sensual, a female baby by themselves and was using like a little vibrator thing. This is maybe the thing that they would use. And I'm not envisioning that while I'm saying it. If you're envisioning that, I don't recommend that. But I'm just telling you kind of what this little thing looked like. And he injects this stuff into the front of your head. And then he does the vibrator right over it so that it kind of like just alleviates a little bit of the pain. So they shoot you up in that forehead, dude. So my head was doused up You know, I'm sober, but my freaking, boy, my hairline was straight up drunk driving, son. You know, I'm surprised I didn't wake up in a, you know, in another hairline's bed. You feel me? Between the sheets with another stranger hairline. So I got that. They put put the injections in. And then next thing you know, oh, they make you take two Xanaxes. You're taking Xanax in the beginning. I don't, I never, I've never been into pills. I've never been in prescription pills or anything like that. And people used to eat Xanaxes. And then their faces would get real skinny. And then they would have to leave town and get better. I remember that from growing up. But next thing you know, I'm a little bit woozy. And they turn me over. Oh, no. First, the doctor comes with this little tool. And he starts just pushing it into your head, right? And uh, and they start pushing it in your head. And literally, you can hear your head crunching, but you can't feel it. It's... Is it awesome? It sounds like your brain is eating Special K or Frosted Flakes. Like something like that. It sounds like your brain is eating cereal. You know? And just the first few bites because it's crunchy. You just keep hearing this crunch, right? This crunch. So this guy just keeps crunching me up, crunching me up, crunching me up. So I'm getting straight crunched up by another man. And I've never really been involved in anything heavily homoerotic. But... um. But when you've had a, a man, and this was a beautiful man, I think maybe from Egypt or another country, when you've had a beautiful man like that, just put 500, 600 little bitty holes in your scalp, I don't, I mean, that must count for beyond sex. That's after, I mean, that's, because sex is one time, you know, that's one hole, fill, you're in, you're out, you know, you know, you're swapping numbers, who knows, you're you're behind the Shonies, who knows what's going on. But with this man, with his little tool, you know, he was getting full bore inside of me. So I have all the, I got all these little holes. Then they turn you over. They flip you over, bro. It's like uh it's like you're an egg. You know, it's like you're in, it's like you're a, a piece of breakfast. And this goes back to that care and stuff that I like. You know, this is what I like about all of that is that you get cared for. And that's it, man. They flip you over and then they got two shorties in there. Right. A couple of, straight up just follicle jockeys, right? These ladies show up with this little clipper, you know, and they just shave a little part into the back of your head. You cannot even, like if you're standing behind me right now, you have no idea. So they shave a little part in there, and then I don't know what happens because the Xanax took over. So I passed out. I wake up. They'd ordered everybody Chinese food. No long how no no clue how long I'd been out, but next thing you know I'm jacked up on uh, sweet and sour chicken. I'm feeling fired up. Everybody's friends, you know, um, kind of flirting with the lady, the girl that worked at the front a little bit. You know, I think she was, you know, she had a kid, but she was, you know, doing her best. She was trying to go back to school. I think I don't know. And next thing you know, they got me flipped back over. My body's digesting Chinese food. Everybody has Chinese food in their systems and and they're putting these two the two uh these two hair babies are are putting the follicles in. they're replanting me you know they're out there so suddenly I'm a sharecropper. I'm sharecropping for the for my basically got my mullet put into the front and if you and so people can say anything about this certain styles of hair, you know and people say, "Theo, why do you have the haircut you have?" And I say, "Well, for me, this is the underdog cut." You know, I look like shit, and I know that, and that's fine. So let's take my looks out of the equation, okay? So let's be, what else are we? Who else are we? But when I got a little bit of that mullet now in the front, you know I'm coming something fierce. I'm coming out of the jungle. If I commit a crime, they're like, who did it? Oh, I don't know, a man that had magic growing out the fucking front of his head. That's who. Man, if you saw a police artist sketch of me, it better look like a dang, just like a thundercat, like a lion. You know, it better look like something that just leapt out of a damn birch and bit your stepdaddy in the neck. Because that's how I'm living now. So I got some of the back of my hair and the front of my hair. And it makes me feel good, honestly. It makes me feel even more like a damn, just like a damn pleasure cat. And... And you can't even notice. So here's the thing you got these little hairs, they just put them all in these holes, right? So then you don't have anything. You still have the same hair you you started out with that day. So nothing's new in that world. You got the same hair you started out with that day. So that's it. So I'll keep you guys posted, you know, I'm sure some guys have had this procedure, some guys haven't had it, you know, I I mean, I definitely worry some that I'm going to lose my hair in the future, so a lot of that is anxiety, and people can say, well, that's, you know, it's cosmetic surgery, it is, it's a cosmetic surgery, you know, but yeah, I guess, you know, I'm out here, I get nervous, I get scared, I don't want to, you know, if I can keep my hair for another, you know, if I can keep that front line fighting, and I know I got them, you know, them soldiers in the back that are legit, then I'm going to tag team, you know. I mean, this is WWE out here. You know, out here in these hair streets. And I just tag teamed into the back of my head and I'm bringing it around to the front. And so I still got the same amount of back. Maybe minus 600 hairs you'd never notice. And now I'm keying up the front, dude. So we're coming in full throttle. Double dragging. Remember Double Dragon, that video game? People fucking double dragging, dude. Whatever, I don't even know. So I went out. Look, I leave that night. So, you know, I get all bandaged up. I got to still go do my comedy, right? I got this hair tourniquet on my head. I can't touch the front of my head for three days. And that part I didn't like. That part brought me down off the high clouds. I'm like, oh, this isn't even cool. You know, it made me feel like I wish I had never done this. Um, and 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 almost a week now, it was last Tuesday that this happened. I feel a little bit like, you know, I guess, do I feel any ashamed that I did it? Mm, I guess I feel like, you know, maybe I feel a little bit like maybe my higher power or something had a certain way that they want me to look in my life. Um. So I guess I feel a little bit, I don't know if I feel like a cheater, but I feel maybe a little bit of shame there. Um. Also feel a little bit like, you know, like I liked being in the place. I liked being in there with the people and having the Chinese food and, and getting the the hair and feeling you know even feeling feeling the vibrator on my scalp you know i know that's kind of maybe homoerotic or something i don't know but it it was exciting for everybody i felt like and then so then so then i i'm back out at the comedy clubs i'm wearing this bandage here was the shit part nobody even asked me about it i got my head wrapped up in bandages nobody's asking me shit Nobody's asking me how, what, what, have, anything. I go on stage. um, People thought it was a tennis band. That's what my buddy tells me after. Oh, people thought it was a tennis headband. Dude, it's gauze. Who you playing tennis with, huh? Uh, Martina, not going to live, huh? Because if I see somebody with a bandage on their head, I'm going to check in with them. I'm going to see what's going on with them because that's a severe thing. That's their head. You only get one head. And people are out here. I got this bandage and that made me feel, honestly, it started a little bit of, of depression for me for the week. Um, and that was hectic, man. I didn't like that feeling. Nobody asked. You got a buddy wrapped up. Their cranium is all balled up in cotton and swaddling cotton. And you're not even going to check in with them? Some dudes didn't even look up from their phone. Buddies of mine. Just on the, oh, yeah, 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 You know, nothing. So I don't know. That's L.A., man. You know, that's L.A. for you. Everybody talking shit on, uh, on all social media about how it's the most loving. You got to love one and, and this and that. And then everybody's just on their phone screaming at the rest of the universe about how we got to all take care of each other. But then you got a buddy that shows up in your visual streets, out here in zone one. In zone one, I say that's from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. That's your primary zone. You know, some people, my buddy Danny growing up, he had that bad neck. So every couple seconds, the Lord would just just involuntarily swoop him out of zone one over into zone two, and he's looking a different direction. But I'm talking about zone one, natural, when you have that natural forward looking. Where are you looking? Straight ahead, a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. That's zone one. And I'm showing up in people's zone one and nobody cares. You know, I guarantee I'll walk down the street, you know, in middle America out there and somebody be saying, hey, man, uh, at least they'll say don't bleed over here. You know, or somebody maybe give me a can of peaches. Or do something nice, but nobody, nobody asked a thing, man. And that and that's as close as you can get to dying. If I show up missing a leg, yeah, that's that's bad, you know. You got you're down to one, you still got one. If I show up and you know I, my hands are burned in a fire, and I can and I gotta you know I have to carry my wallet around in my hands because I won't be able to get it out of my pocket anymore. So I'm just carrying around my own wallet like that, you know. That's that's bad, but that person is still probably going to live. But you see, somebody showed up, their cranium all balled up, you know, like a regifted Christmas, you know, vase or vase. And you're not even asking what's going on. Yeah, of course. So, you know what? Maybe that got me to feeling bad. I don't know what that got me to feeling, but it didn't get me uh, to feeling very good. And then the rest of the week, I've been in a little bit of pain, you know, dealing with that, dealing with the head pressure, uh, but everything's going okay. And then we get to, you know, I've been, uh, and I'll answer more questions. If anybody has questions about the calling, about the hair stuff, you can answer, you can ask, and I will answer them, you know, and I'm not a, I don't know a ton about the hair stuff. Um, I started to watch videos on the internet, but then I got away from that because I don't want to get into the whole hair universe. You know, I love... I just like being cared for, man. And you get in those facilities, and they care for you. And here is the thing: if I get a certain number of people to get the hair transplant within the next year, then mine is free. So I am, I am involved basically in a in a pyramid scheme, a pyramid scheme, if you will. And and I love those, dude. I love pyramid schemes. You know, I don't think they're fair. I don't think it's funny when people get trapped in them. I got stuck in one as a child. Me and a buddy of mine each put a thousand dollars into this one. And this is back when somebody had come through our town and done a bunch of sold a bunch of glitter mining acreage and shit. Um, you know, when they were trying to trick people into thinking glitter mining was big and all of that. And, and me and my buddy each lost a thousand dollars. And we would each saved up all our money and we lost $1,000. And that, actually that might have been, was that in college? Might have been that maybe in the first year of college, I don't know. But that was all the money that I had. Um, another time I lost all my money, fell out of my pant leg, I had it rolled up. And that was at a gas station in East Texas. And that was not in any sort of pyramid scheme. That was just natural gravity and poor choices pretty much. But yeah, so if I get a certain number of people to do that hair up, you know, so now I'm on that hair hunt. So suddenly my life's interesting. You know, I'm doing, I'm, you know, I might sprout a fucking eyebrow off a shoulder. You know, I might, you know, I might spring an eyebrow off a deltoid. You feel me? So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. And I'm on that hair hunt and I'm in that hair game. What else? I'm trying to go to the Impractical Jokers tonight. My buddy Sal Volcano, if you lo- if you haven't seen that show, they're four amazing men, uh, and they put on a great program. So I'm excited. I'm trying to get over there. So we're going to get through this. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the kneeling during the national anthem. Take a knee, I think, was the hashtag, right? And And I get it. I get that you want to create awareness. I get it. And I think... Do the knee thing. Do it for a game. I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened. Let's don't, you can look back, go if you go Google 2016 uh, athletes taking a knee, 2015. Keep going back through the years. Every year, somebody. Um, or a group of people and there's been a stance and, and I, and look, it's a good ground. This happens every year for a few games. Um, this is the largest we've seen it to this magnitude. You know, I think the media blows it out of proportion. If some guys want to take a knee, let them take a knee, you know, that's their choice. Um, you know, for a few weeks, I'm not going to really feel anything about them. I think that there's better ways to get your point across. I think the taking a knee thing is a little outdone, you know. Um, I think it's always a player that starts it that's kind of not that good. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was okay. He was good in his first year. In the next two years, he was not good in the NFL. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but he didn't do very well. Um, you know, and so I wonder of how much of that is just him. Like, if there's some energy in there that it's also him being disgruntled. With that said, I think awareness that racial indiscretion and racial issues, always good. Everybody needs to be reminded. You know, I try and remind people that poor white people have had a fucking tough time in America and that poor people overall have a tough time in America. I'd rather see somebody take a knee um, for the financial disparity in America that continues to grow. I'd love to see that. I'd love somebody to see somebody take a knee for how gas stations are allowed to sell sour milk. You ever gotten this shit? You go get some milk for your children, and next thing, within nine, you have ninety minutes, dude. You have ninety minutes to use that milk. That is the Jack Bauer of milk. That is ninety minute Jack Bauer sauce. That's that. That's that Jack Bauer bottle, dude. In 90 minutes, gas station milk is going to be sour. So you better get it into your kid's mouth, get it wherever you need to get it. But I get taking the the knee, you know? I get it. Um, But I think take it against some other stuff. How about take it against laziness, you know? Take it against, um, uh, you know, third and fourth and fifth generation uh, people in America just sucking off the system. You know, I just feel like there are... It, it just sometimes the the causes just get it gets like I've heard it before. You know, I'd like to just see a new, novel way overall for almost any cause. And for me, I stand for I stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. For me, it's not about me at all. It's about the fact that I uh, am blessed to live in America. That's it. That's what it's about for me. Now, for other people, it might be about something else. But I stand as long as i'm you know know that it's going on i stand i honor it's about the fact that you know that millions of people you know lost their lives uh f- f- so that i could have this freedom right here freedom of speech so it's crazy to and that to me is something that's a little crazy it's like you're you're expressing your freedom of speech but in a way that kind of to me seems like you are um, are putting shade or, or casting a downward light on the people that sacrifice their lives for it. So to me, that's kind of how it seems, you know? So I'd just like to see some taking a knee for other stuff, you know? I'd like to see uh, taking a knee for racial violence in all directions um, and, and the racial inequalities that everybody faces, sure. Do it for a game or two, you know? But let's, uh, let's, get, let's also play football, Let's make it about what it is, you know. Let's these guys are playing sports, you work at an office. This is an office. You know, and it also is weird though that the that at the beginning of your office, they happen to say the pledge of allegiance. But I think it's just because it's an event that gets so many people together, so many diverse groups of Americans together that that's when they want to do it, you know. Maybe uh the NFL Shouldn't have ever put it in, but I don't know. It kind of, it's, a, it's a, the national anthems, the thing that they put in at the, at the beginning of everything. Uh, there's a neat video of one of the Pittsburgh Steelers and their team chose not to come out of the tunnel and be involved during the national anthem at all, which I thought was interesting. At least they're saying we're going to, we might all stand for it, but we're going to stand for it in our locker room. But they had one player who had served a few military tours. Uh, Villanueva was his last name and he came out and there's a cool video of him out there by himself. Um, Saluting the pledge, uh, saluting the flag, and and, uh, and, listen, and 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 standing up for the pledge of allegiance. You know, I live here. I'm happy to live here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'll always, uh, I'll always stand for the pledge. It's not about me. Um, it's not about me. And that's just my thoughts, man. You can have totally different thoughts. And if you do, call me. Let me know. I want to know more about them. Um, I'm happy to have my mind opened up as well. All right, we're gonna have Ari Manison studio in just a second. Uh, We're going to read to him and have him read some of the things that people said about him being in last time. Uh, I'm excited. I want to thank everybody who's been supporting through Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash Theo Vaughn. You can donate uh, any amount from $2 uh, to $10, and I want to thank you to everybody. We are almost to 50 donors, so I'm really, really happy about that, and I I, I genuinely appreciate that. Uh, I'm excited. The money's going right back into the podcast. We're going to do some neat things. Okay, we'll be right back with Ari Manis back in studio uh, reading some of the comments that people made about him. And this isn't to shame anyone that made them. Uh, This is just to kind of get into that space of what that's like. All right. This past weekend. By now, everyone knows that Dollar Shave Club ships amazing razors for a few bucks, a few buckaroos. I've been a member for a while, that's true, and I love my shave. I'm not fully shorn right now, but you know I love it when I am. What you might not know is that Dollar Shave Club also has products for pretty much everything else I need in the bathroom. Body wash, shampoo, hair gel, lip balm, everything. Lip balm. As soon as I heard Dollar Shave Club had other stuff than razors, I was sold. At the store, there are too many options. You can't tell the difference between any of them. What is this? Is this shaving cream? Is this a hat? And if you have any questions, the clerk doesn't know. Most of the clerks are only working there because the court assigned them. So if you're like me and you're sick of the nonsense at the store, now's the time to try out Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, Dollar Shave Club is basically giving away their starter set to new members for only $5. This starter set features their executive razor and three trial-sized versions of their most popular products that help you stay fresh and clean. Dollar Shave Club com slash weekend. This offer is exclusively available. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash weekend for five dollars off the starter set. Check it out. Uh Ari Manis is back here, guys. Ari, how are you? I'm good. Uh you know I've had a week to
1: to recover and do my own thing and it's a fun weekend.
0: Have Everything you? Everything's great, yeah. Well, what about this, man? I'm gonna play this for you right now, all right? All right. Just listen up reasons that I love your show and probably a lot of the other people that
2: love your show is uh it's it feels like you're talking to us. You know, it feels like it's just you and us in the uh, in the room or in the car or whatever wherever people are listening and
3: I see your constructive criticism, constructive being the key word. I love your work. If you're gonna have a sidekick um, just make sure the sidekick knows he's a sidekick and not a co-host. It's the old 80-20 rule, right? I mean, eighty percent Theo, twenty percent sidekick. People come to your channel to
0: to see you. Again, nothing wrong with Ari. Okay, couple of call-ins right you there that what? I got.
1: Those those were fine. I you know those are like they said constructive yeah. criticism. No, those guys it. didn't sound like they hate me. Nope. The one guy was just like, "We are here for Theo," and the next guy was like. Nothing against Ari. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think there's some truth to that. Maybe I talked a little too much. I don't know. I, I haven't actually gone back and listened, re-listened. Okay. The ones that got to me mm-hmm. were the YouTube comments. Okay. The YouTubers. Do you got any of those?
0: Yeah, I have one right here. Yeah. Um, here, why don't you read it? It's the top one on this one from a guy, Aura Glasswork. Sounds Jewish, actually. So let's yeah, see what he has uh, to say.
1: He said, oh, Okay. Dude is a wacky piece of shit. Who gives a fuck if your girl buys a lamp? Grow the fuck up, douche hat.
0: Yeah, and All by right. dude he meant you, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I think, he, I think he meant me as well. Yeah. You know, I th- and I think that was one of the more popular comments on the video too. That hurt as well. Mm-hmm. Is some of these video comments, you know, you're always going to get the haters. Right. But when the number one comment is a negative thing about myself, that makes me go, wow, the whole world just just doesn't like me.
0: Well, do you feel you like know? the whole world doesn't? Do you feel like just it's just or the these people? whole this
1: this whole world? Okay,
0: you know. So you felt like it was. You felt like it was when that dude said, "Read it one more time." Dude is a wacky piece of shit. Who gives a
1: fuck if your girl buys a lamp? Grow the fuck up, douche hat. And then there was a little hat symbol.
0: Yeah. And the, I think it I did have a good bit hat. of pluses on the thing.
1: Yeah, and you know that lights. one. You know, you know what? Hmm. That one was funny. He said the word douche hat. He douche hat was pretty good at the yeah. end. And I he remember hat. there was an emoji he, on it. He had a point behind it. Yeah. Um. So th- that and that's the other thing that hurts a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Is it's not haters. Mm-hmm. It's they have a little truth behind them. I see each one. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. someone saying you suck. Right. Because you I feel could like a douche. Ignore.
0: Did you feel like a douche when you were here? You Not while I was feel here. Like? while
1: I was here I was just it was just me and you, I was being me, yeah, you were being you, yeah, and I felt fine, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to be funny, I didn't no. walk away feeling like I was this funny guy, yeah. but I you know, I didn't feel obstructive, and so yeah, that morning when i when it came out and I'm reading the comments, it stung a little bit, but
0: yeah, because I spoke with you that evening for a few minutes on the phone, I just said, I said, look, I called you I said, man, don't you no, know, don't let your feelings get hurt, you know, just keep your head up. And we'll, you know, think about it.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, if I'm, if I'm patting myself on the back, if I'm cheering myself up, I got to think you did 40 something episodes by yourself. Yeah. And then I
0: come in. Yeah. They don't even see me. Yeah. And it's weird. And I didn't really tell them. They're I know we talked to about it. it. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of fans that have said, look, let's, let's get somebody in here. You know, let's try and, you know, they want to try something new. And so that's what I'm trying
1: yeah exactly so so it was a lot of change yeah and i don't take it too personally and Mm -hmm. i realize uh you know when you put yourself out on this public forum like Mm -hmm. this on youtube you have to be ready for this kind of thing you got to be ready for the hate to come in sometimes
0: this went together like a mayonnaise and jelly sandwich you need to look for your peanut butter so that's and that's from Chucky duncan i didn't see that one and I used to actually uh, push That's... buggies with a dude named uh, Chucky, and this was down at um, this was down in uh, at a Winn Dixie or an AMP store. Could this, it be that guy? No, this kid no name was Chucky, guy. dude, and his big trick was some of the parking lot was kind of downhill, right? Mm-hmm. So he would get at the high end, and he would get in one of the uh, he would get in um, like the back buggy. He'd get a big line of buggies, and he'd get in the back one, right? So at the back, like almost the you know the caboose yeah uh, and he'd light himself a cigarette and he would just he'd get the whole line going i mean pretty quickly kind of going downhill in this parking lot and then he'd just smoke the cigarette the whole way down like a train pretending he was like a train and then he would just hmm. kind of coast them all into the grass
1: he had dreams. he wanted to be a what's the word called
0: train, train. But, train. but it's anticlimactic a, a little bit but anyhow i like the setup with the sidekick gives a little bit of a different flow that was no lucky strike sent that in
1: Yeah, there was a few positive ones. I got a few tweets saying we liked you. I got a few messages on my Instagram. So it wasn't all negative. It was just mostly negative.
0: No more co-host. No real opinions. Just trying to impress Theo. Was
1: I trying I didn't feel like I was trying to impress you too much. Only
0: one person knows, dude.
1: Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't trying to
0: impress. No, I think there's an element where like we want to, you know, you want to be, uh, you know, best be of service to the podcast. And, I, uh, and that's yeah. one reason why I wanted to like you know, I've had other people that I've thought about, oh, maybe we need to try them out. Totally. Sidekick, see how it goes. Yeah,
1: and that's really what I was trying to do, just be of service and, and I think the one thing I did do of service besides the technical aspects of things is I set it up great for the next guy. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, not worse <laughs> oh, yeah, than Ari. That's true. <laughs> it, it, it was like, a, yeah, I think whoever's on next is going is to have it a lot easier. For yeah. For sure, no matter
0: who it is. But yeah, look, we talked about it and we yeah. said we're going to try this out.
1: Yeah, we're trying it out.
0: We don't know how it's going to be.
1: Yeah. I w- you know, I don't expect this to be an every single week type of deal. This is your show. You have
0: to get rid of that dude. That was another one.
1: That was the, the whole thing? Yeah. See, that one, you, you, there's no yeah, there's nothing behind it. See, that, those are the ones that are like, oh, come on, at least give me something. At least give me a chance. Yeah. Or give me
0: some notes. Can this fucking sidekick guy interrupt you anymore? And I also, I put my own intonations on that sentence. But that's what was written by Brandon Gray. The concept could work if the side piece knows their place and doesn't get too damn frisky with the mic. Huh.
1: I guess, it's weird too, I didn't, when I left I didn't think oh I was talking the whole time. I yeah. guess I I guess I talked a lot for a psychic. I don't know, but I didn't feel like I was interrupting you and taking over the
0: show, but I guess maybe I did. Well, we didn't know. We didn't yeah. know what it was going to be, you know. And we don't and we still don't know. Yeah. But I do know that this time we decided we're going to have Ari come in, we're going to address this, we're going to talk about some of these we're comments. We're talking about it. Yeah, see how yeah. you felt. And then we're going to have Ari take over the news, and that's what we're going to get into right now. Uh, Ari's going to throw up some topics, uh, we're going to get into them. Uh, let's let's get into that, Ari.
1: This is the first story I got. Virginia woman bitten by copperhead snake inside a Longhorn steakhouse.
0: Ooh, man, Uh, is it okay that I am a little bit fucking turned on right now?
1: Yeah, she's cute, actually. A lot of
0: hotties work at Longhorn usually, dude. Yeah. If the manager's a good dude, he hires hot chicks and puts them in there. (laughs) Boots, and they come and they beat this saddle. They have this thing where when it's somebody's birthday, they, they drag my sister. My sister used to work there, dude.
1: Your sister working at this exact the Longhorn
0: Steakhouse? Not the one in Virginia. <laughs> but she used to work there, and so they would drag this saddle out of the back. Dude, it is so bizarre. It's like, you know, some of those places have the birthday song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh uh um, you know, um happy birthday to you, you know. Yeah. And then at Longhorn they drag this old saddle out of the back, right? And it's got like mayonnaise stains on it and stuff. It's a straight bust, right? You know, like the manager's been just plowing chicks on it after work, right? It's a real just, uh, it's basically kind of like, it's so like handicapped kids, I think, can like pretend that they can go on a horse kind of thing, you know? So I don't know, I guess they get like a whole bunch of these. The company does Longhorn and then they give one to each place from like, you know, maybe one of those handicapped camps or something, summer camps that went out of business. So then they get these and they drag it out of the back and they sit you on it, whoever's birthday it is. And they put like streamers and shit on you. They put a cowboy hat on you, put like a lasso on you, and then they sing happy birthday to you. And that's what happens at those kind of places. So I just want to give you some context. And my sister worked there for a while. And then she said she wanted to get into acting because she thought she was good at that.
1: Because that job made her feel good about acting?
0: Yeah, like she thought just mm-hmm. because she put on these shows, she's like, well, I'm doing, sh- this, is, this is her, she's like, I'm doing shows at work, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking about maybe getting some headshots taken, and I'm like, and that's where I realized that my sister and I have this divide that we'll never be able to mentally get on the same page, you know, because, I'm not, and I'm not denouncing her, but I'm just saying, you don't spend the $250, $300 on headshots because you're singing happy birthday to people at a Longhorn Steakhouse. right? That's not show work.
1: Maybe sign up for an acting class. Maybe it made you realize you enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, you take a smaller step.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what happened there? I so want to yeah, read that headline again. Do you mind yeah, one more time? Yeah, sure.
1: Virginia woman bitten by copperhead snake inside a long Longhorn Steakhouse. Mm. And what happened was she was going there to eat. Mm-hmm. She felt something bite her foot. Mm. She reaches down, and it's a baby copperhead snake. Whew. And luckily, her boyfriend used to breed reptiles. So he knew exactly what to do. He took the snake out. He knew what kind it was. He he killed the snake. He called the paramedics. He said, my girl just got bitten by a baby copperhead. You got to get her. They come pick her up. They take her to the hospital. They give her some anti-venom. Is that, is that hazing? I feel venom? like
0: this is hazing because they're shutting fraternities down for this same type of shit. You know? Yeah. I mean, in a way, you know, they're biting or animals are out there. They have raccoons or something. Bit some kids in the nuts down there in um, University of South Carolina or something a couple years ago. And they're, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's wild. When you when you mix animals with humanity, it's wild. Anything could happen. And is this the kind of place that says that they have any sort of petting in there, or any animals in there regularly or no? That's
1: the thing. It's just a regular Longhorn Steakhouse. There was no animals supposed to be in there. Yeah. And they just got this. I wonder, I wonder if they're liable for any sort of thing. Cool little reptile story.
0: Yeah, it is, man. I mean, it definitely, it makes you a little more excited to be at a Longhorn Steakhouse. Yeah. Cause I feel like you, the environment in there is kind of mundane. Well,
1: for sure, it makes you wear closed toed shoes. Yeah, It'd be, you don't go into Longhorn Steakhouse after reading this story with <sighs> sandals on. Fucking. And anyway. you look down. You should look down and watch where you're walking.
0: Dude, I don't eat in sandals, bro. And to me, that's a little bit homoerotic. That's like wearing uh, that's like wearing uh, shorts to church. When I see yeah, a guy's knees in church, dude, I'm out, bro. Uh, all right, next. Next story. A cafe
1: is giving its customers water soakers to shoot pigeons because it's fed up of being besieged. I don't know if I read that last word right. I just want to get the animal story. Besieged. Out of the way. Besieged. And I What's guess they besieged.
0: I guess animals poop and are out there eating. And that's yeah. the thing. Amazing. That's about pigeons. That the, they have the capacity to shit and eat. At like a mo- like it's like, it's almost like one way or the other it's like there's, they're either taking something in their mouth or they're shitting. There's no downtime.
1: Yeah, there's not a whole lot of downtime. Yeah. Those, I mean, I've seen videos of people putting Alka-Seltzer and feeding that to pigeons and watching the birds explode. Yeah. So, I mean, this is pretty... I, I'm okay with, with shooting a pigeon with a water gun to
0: get rid of them. Yeah, my father, when I was um, growing up, they had a, he used to pay this black man named um, Stoop, and he... Uh, he Stoop, well, the nickname was Stoop. They stood. He stood. He had one of his legs a little shorter than the other. Mm. So he would stand on this stoop, you know, on a little bit of a stoop, and he would stand there all day to make him look even. So if you're just driving by, he looks even. Now, if you know him and you get up there and talk to him close, you realize that he's uneven. Huh. But my father used to pay him um, to take us to lunch. My dad used to work at this little shop, and when my dad had to watch us, he'd pay this man to take us to lunch, get hot dogs. And pigeons would always attack him in the park. Because there was a period in Louisiana, I feel like, where honestly, I don't think pigeons, I don't know if somebody's racially training these pigeons or not, but they were attacking a lot of black people. Really? Yeah. Or if black people were being mean to them, you know, at night, and that you weren't seeing that part of it, and then just during the day, the pigeons were striking back.
1: I think whatever, you have to realize, pigeons are smarter than we think, because I didn't know pigeons could do that, could be racist.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just enough, it's like that cause and effect thing. You yeah. know, it's like, and I think it's, you know, I guess it was happening a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what was happening, but I could see somebody was either training pigeons to be racist or those are the only two things I could think that would be occurring is somebody's training them to be racist. Mm-hmm. You can train birds. Yeah. They have birds doing all kinds of stuff. Think about something that birds do.
1: They deliver messages. Boom. That's pretty smart.
0: Yeah. Birds deliver messages. Birds, they're using bird organs um, in other and transplants, the bird tissue into people. They made somebody a, something out of part of a bird recently.
1: It makes sense. They have great eyesight. They could scout little rodents from up in the sky. That's fat think so, And
0: some of their eyes are so small. Think about how acute their eyes must be. They must be. Yeah, they have great eyes.
1: So that would make sense that they could easily distinguish colors of people. Bird's eye view.
0: How strong yeah. is a bird's eye? That's a great question. Probably dude. depends on the bird. Bird vision here it says right here, man, and I'm gonna I use Wikipedia, dude, as my uh, as my yeah, source. Most
1: of, of the time, that shit's right. Sometimes it's
0: vision awesome. is the most important sense for birds, since good eyesight is essential for safe flight. And this group has a number of adaptations which give visual actual superiority to that of other vertebrate groups. A pigeon has been described as two eyes with wings, so that mm-hmm. right there tells you pigeons are in that you know they're about that life. And I could, so anyway, but yeah, these pigeons would attack this man when he would take us to lunch a lot of times. And it right. got to the point where he couldn't take us to lunch anymore down in the French Quarter because in the French Quarter, there's a lot of pigeons down there. Yeah,
1: it's not even worth going to lunch with a guy if you're just going to get shat on by pigeons the whole time. At some point, you're just like, I'm going to go get lunch by myself.
0: Yeah. All right, I think yeah. that takes care of our news. That's the news, baby. Ari, I want you to stay for this uh, first caller, man. Okay. I'm, I'm excited about this, and I want you to stay for this first caller. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's get to it right now. Can you hear on the other calls, too, on your audio? I think so. Okay, great, man. All right, let's take this one in. Here we go.
3: Hey, Theo. Uh, got a caller from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'll leave my name out. So uh, my girlfriend's
0: friend, a couple months ago, I'd say, uh, now Albuquerque, New Mexico—that's Dreamcatcher country. You been over there?
1: I went to high school in Roswell, New Mexico, c- a couple hours away. Did you really by the aliens? Yeah, self? I went to a military high school over there. So, Did you really? So I spent a lot of time in Albuquerque. Yeah, Oof. I was. A, my parents didn't, and I didn't get along, so they sent me away to a bad boy school.
0: Bro, that adds a way creepy level to you. I didn't know that so you <laughs> yeah. were out there by the aliens. Yeah, I was I'll over in sure. alien country a couple of years. <laughs> All right, let's get into this call. So this guy's calling from uh, Albuquerque. From Albuquerque.
3: I'll leave my name out. So. uh... My girlfriend's friend, a couple months ago, I'd say, uh, out of nowhere, she's posting pictures on her Facebook with a whole bunch of money. So my girl decides to message her and uh, ask her, you know, hey, how'd you come up on all this? She she got a new car. She got a new purse. And the girl tells her.
0: How'd you come up in that loot, huh? Stripping. Yeah, and that's my first thought. Yeah. Is stripping. And I hate to think that about girls, but. That's an okay thing to think. Okay.
3: There's this dude on Snapchat giving money away. He's having little contests. If you guess how fat his friend is, on the dot, you get $10,000.
1: I mean, go on. That's... That's a cool contest. I mean, I'd give it a shot. It is a great contest. It's like when they used to do those, you count the jelly beans
0: in the bin. Yeah. It's kind of like that. But now you got to count the eternal jelly beans into a, in a human's, in a human's (laughs) physical system. (laughs) How fat my friend is. You get $10,000. Yeah. Onward.
3: So she adds him, you know, we try a few times. We almost win a a couple times, but, uh,
0: I want to know what his guesses were. I want to see a picture of this too. Yes. I'm going to have to text this guy, and I'm going to see if I can add this in on YouTube, or get a picture of the fat friend. Onward.
3: Dude notices that my girl's a licker, and uh, he, get, he slides into her DMs asking if she wants to really make some money, that uh, she could, you know, give him a night of her time for, wait for it,
0: 100 G's. Ooh. And what about the fat friend? I guess he's out at this point. I guess
1: yeah. I wonder what his involvement is with all does he know what's going on. Oh,
0: that's called the fat and switch, dude. When you put (laughs) your fat friend out there and then you wheel him in the back and you (laughs) offer up that hundred grand. So now the guy's offering a hundred grand to be with the guy's girlfriend. Wow. Yeah, they made a movie about this in the (laughs) eighties. Hundred K, one night of her time. You know. At first we laugh, start
3: researching this dude. He's having dinners with Diddy. All kinds of big names. And not gonna lie we considered it. <clears throat> you know, but uh, I decided that's the definition of selling your soul, you know. So so you know, we declined. But I told her, you know, let's see let's see how much you could really get out of this guy. Flirting a little bit.
0: So Yeah. Let's let's see, huh? Yeah.
3: So a couple weeks go by after we we kinda squashed that, had some fun with it, and then we kinda just forgot about it. About a month later, he he hits her up, tells her
0: he's going to be in Albuquerque. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, it just happened to be passing through Albuquerque. Yeah,
1: like that's a real common thing. I'm just rolling through the Kirk. Does that ever happen? <laughs> I don't think, not that I know of. I, I know I would have never gone there if it wasn't
0: for military school. <laughs> yeah, dude, they had to build a <laughs> military school to even get people to come and check the joint out. Dude. Mark Maron's from Albuquerque. Is he really? Yeah, side note. That doesn't. Ins- actually doesn't even surprise me. Yeah. He seems like a desolate kid from Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's hear the end of this here.
3: He upped his uh, offer to $300,000. And, uh, you know, we, we we're kind of solid on our stance of not taking the money. But damn, Theo, I just want your opinion on this type of situation. We both got a lot of student loans. Um, yeah, man. Let me know. Love the podcast.
0: Wow and I didn't mean to cut you off there but I appreciate you calling yeah there was a movie indecent proposal and that was a billionaire offers a million dollars to a young married couple for one night with the wife so this guy I mean that's so I guess that's happening talking about this sounds very Saudi Arabian to me
1: yeah like a prince did you feel that I'd not tell you just said it yeah but yeah totally
0: and that might be racism by me but when I first heard this I was like oh I know who's Mm-hmm. The kind of guy that's doing this, like I see it out here a lot. Yeah, it's like a Middle Eastern prince. Yes, because mm-hmm. I mean that's a lot of money too. Three hundred thousand. They message
1: Instagram models. I met an Instagram model, and she's like, "Yeah, I get messages from princes all the time, trying to fly me out there."
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how, I mean, three hundred—that's a lot. That's.
1: I give him props for turning that down. That'd be hard to turn down, especially like he said, he didn't have a lot of money. He has student debt. Yeah, I yeah, he must really love that girl. So I hope they're still together and doing good. That's cool.
0: Well, look, I appreciate you calling in, but it's is a, is a cool, it's a, I don't want to say it's cool. I mean, it's a, it's a story. It's a real thing. I mean, yeah. I was at the comedy store last night, and there's mm-hmm. this guy I could see at the end. The guy wanted to take a photo with me as I'm leaving, right? Just, you know, it doesn't happen to me all the time. Happens to me sometimes. There, I just been on stage, blah blah blah. So, I'm doing that, and I can tell that the girl he's with. Like, they don't know each other that well. There's just this vibe. Like, what's kind of the situation here, you know? And then I could see it's one of these uh, sugar models or, you know, these these websites where you pay a couple hundred bucks. You take the girl out for the night. Sex isn't guaranteed. It could happen. There might Mm -hmm. be more to it. And, man, there's a lot of girls out here caught up in that business. Yeah. It's a tough town, man. It's a tough town, but also, like, I mean, I could be out there sucking dick, you know? I'm an eight i mm-hmm. I'm an 8 with a decent, you know, you know, future possible. It's getting I, better each week. I got the mullet. Yeah. I got the my mullet is about to be in the front of my head. <laughs> People don't realize the magic. I'm going to look like a lion. You, know? <laughs> you already do, man. Even if the middle falls out, I'm still going to have this beautiful front row right here. But uh, we, you know, there's these are people's daughters out here doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. I I don't know what it is that causes these girls are I think mostly broken girls, broken women. They're coming to L.A. Maybe pursuing modeling or acting. They want the easy, the easy ride. Yeah, they're lazy. Yeah, they're lazy. And until that easy jackpot hits, they're kind of selling themselves on the internet a little bit. And yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough to judge to judge them for it. But I don't. You know, it's hard to respect someone fully when they do that sort of business.
0: I worry about some women getting confused by uh, empowerment. You know, they're like, OK, I'm supposed to be empowered. I'm supposed to, like, you know, control my body and own it. So therefore, if I'm selling my own body, then that's just me being in control. It's like the same thing a guy would do. Yeah. You know, a guy would go bang women for money, of course. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what the psyche is behind some of this.
1: Yeah, it's t- I, But I couldn't. For me, I thought about that. I was thinking about that. And I was like, if someone offered me a thousand bucks to have sex with her, I don't even think I could do it unless she was hot. But if she was hot, she wouldn't be offering me that kind of money. The type of person, the type of guys that are on that site are not good-looking guys. They're gross guys. So it's like... What uh,
0: would you do if you're this kid?
1: It depends on how much you love the girl, I guess. You know, if it's a new relationship... 150 grand if you could walk away with that that's saying they split it 50-50. I don't know what their arrangement would have been when they discussed it would she get more than 50 cuz she's doing most of the work. That's a good question. I don't know. But it, let's say it's 50-50 for 150 grand. What? I would have to really love the girl not to want to do that. I think I'd have to really care about her and it sounds like he did. It sounds like that was a serious relationship. So I kind of I give him props for for being able to say no to that kind of money. Yeah. Because you could do a lot with 150 grand or 300 grand. So, but yeah, me personally, I would take the money.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's a wild call, man yeah it is that's a wild call Uh, we're gonna get into a few of the rest of them in just a second Um, we're gonna say bye to Ari Manis
1: see you guys thanks for having me on Theo
0: yeah man will you come back uh, next week maybe and help with the news let's see what people think
1: yeah yeah let's see what let's see what happens after this week
0: you know and I appreciate you putting you know putting it out there a little bit I know it's you know you know I appreciate you coming kind of on uh, not enemy territory but you know
1: yeah you know unfamiliar I appreciate you
0: coming on unfamiliar territory
1: I appreciate it and yeah it's a it's a little scary, but I think I, you got to overcome your fears and and keep grinding. Yeah, that's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, we we tr- look, we're, we're trying. That's yeah. life. We're trying. All right, Ari was here and now he's gone. Uh, let's continue with the rest of this past weekend onward. Hey Theo, this is uh, JJ calling from Sacktown, Town, Mac You know. JJ calling from Sacramento I appreciate your call man uh Sacramento where everybody looks like a missing person I don't know if you ever spent time up in Sacramento but everybody looks like they're missing uh onward
2: uh, anyways bro I
3: love you I love your podcast man Jeff's uh, probably my my favorite
0: comedian at the moment but uh I
3: had a question man
0: um thanks man I appreciate that I like, I'm, I'm coming off of a, a
3: I've been long uh, heroin stretch, um, so I'm, uh, I'm in detoxing, you uh, know, just trying to live that clean life, you know what I mean, but I know part of recovery, you, you got to keep your mind occupied and all that, so my question to you is, what are your, like, favorite hobbies to do, like, what what's something cool that you can do, you know, by yourself, with some friends or, you know, something like that, man, I mean.
2: I was kind of trying
0: to find something new, you know. I mean. Yeah, well, I appreciate your calling, man, and I appreciate your your aim to uh, to battle your addictions. That's awesome. That's really awesome, man. It's brave, you know. That's brave stuff, son. And you out there in the bravery streets, JJ, and I respect that uh, more than you know. You know, I just I just watched a movie the other day called Bill W. and it's the older one. There's an older one. It's like a documentary. If you get a chance, uh, it's on Amazon. It's only three dollars to rent it, and I bet you would like it, JJ. It's about the AA program and just everything that uh, how it all started and stuff. It's interesting. It's inspiring to me. uh, Brought a tear to my eye a few times. But let me tell you this, man. Things that I do, I thought about this, and this may sound you know gay or not gay or chill or whatever. I don't know, dude. Um, but right now I'm kind of on a little bit of a kick of trying to learn why I feel like I do. You know? Cuz a lot of my life I start I start finding I just I just get get in habits. My life's the same. It's mundane. It's you know, it's the same thing a lot. Even my even my life, even though it might seem interesting to some people, you know, it's a lot of the same stuff. So I start to I started start to try and read about why I behave the way I do or if there's something wrong with me. Uh, you know, or there's something I'm not doing well at. I want to learn why. How can I do better? And why do I feel the way I do? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I've spent so long detached from my feelings that, you know, feelings for me are brand new. So right now, I'm really trying to figure out when I feel anything, like a real feeling, not just like a, something short or quick or anger or happiness. Those sometimes can be real fleeting. But other feelings. I try and really feel them and figure out what they are. Uh, Outside of that, man, my hobbies: taking a walk, doing yoga, um, getting little surgeries, bruh, you know, I got that new, that lion mane coming in the front, Um, but not, sometimes my hobbies are just like not laying in bed. I'll wake up in the morning and, and I'll be in bed and my head will start going. And before I know it, I've been in bed five minutes, just worrying or pondering or angry, And I haven't even done anything. I don't even know what my day's like. So my thing is now, I do not lay in bed. If I'm up and I know I'm not going back to sleep, I'm up. Because good things are going to happen when I'm happening. You know, you can't think your way into positive actions, but you can act your way into positive thinking. So the second I get moving, good things happen. But other small things I see friends do, man, reading. If you get back to reading, it has a lot of peace in your life. Taking a walk. Like taking a walk with your eyes open, not on your phone, really just, you know, we're such creatures that are supposed to move. And we forget about that, especially this society today. You know, we're all caught up. But yeah, little things like that, trying to be there for others, reaching out to other people. I know these are weird hobbies, dude, but I'm on this, that's that's the kick I'm on right now, JJ. So those are some of my hobbies, you know. Um, what else? But yoga, I really like. The first three times you go to yoga, you're going to fucking hate it, dude. You're going to want to saw somebody in half, bro. Not even with a saw, dude. With something that's not a saw. And, but that fourth time, you're going to start feeling that, you're going to start feeling free a little bit in your body. Your body's going to feel in control, so. But yeah, small surgeries, spending time with other people. What else? I enjoy talking to my brother. These are weirdest hobbies, dude, but I'm a weird dude. You know, so those are some of my hobbies, I guess. Uh, but I don't do too much outside of work and do comedy. And I feel like my job is a hobby. So it's tough sometimes um when you know, when work is a hobby. Um but that's what I do, man. And I I I applaud you, dude, and I love you and I appreciate you calling in, man, and even thinking about what else you know other people are doing. You know, because by asking other people questions and learning from other people and just taking suggestions or even just listening, man, it's going to help you so much in your detox and in the next levels of, uh, of dealing, uh, with whatever little demons you got, you know, and those demons might be big, man, but don't let them be big. You know, keep your demons small, dude. You got a big life ahead of you. All right, let's move on to this next call. Here we go. Hey, uh... I'm calling because I, I don't have anybody to talk to and uh, it feels pretty bad.
3: Um, I got a question though, you know, everybody, they go through things like
1: relationship and, you know, I went through one of those and I'm, I'm out of it and I just feel really sad. I just don't know how to get back to me again. I remember being fun
3: and single me and now all I have is lonely me and, you know, he's not a good person to hang out with. I don't like him very much.
0: Okay, so you don't like being with yourself when you're lonely? You notice a difference onwards.
3: You know, and I know everyone's gone through
0: that. You probably have. What, what did you do or what would you say to
3: somebody who has lost their way, as it were? Thank you, P.O. I appreciate, you know, you being here for me.
0: Oh, man, look, you know, I'm not... I mean, you know, I'm being here for you, but, you know, this... I don't have advice, you know? I just... But I'm happy to share with you how I felt, man, when you know, when I was, you know, I, dude, when I got broken up with, you want me to be really honest with you guys, man? I turned into a baby, bro. When I got broken up with in the past, dude, when I wasn't in control of my feelings, when I didn't know who I was, you know, when I was just, you know, I I was obsessed with my girlfriends, but not really in love with them. I thought I was in love with them, but I, I couldn't even tell the difference between love and obsession and and just desire, sexual desire. Couldn't even tell the difference between some of that. Man, one time my girlfriend broke up with me. I put Nair in her shampoo. And she had a roommate that lost a sideburn from it, you know? And that girl was a little bit turned at the time. So so what whatever, you know, and that's that's out of legal. That's been eight years, so no legalities. Everybody, you know, good, good. What else after that? What else happened after that that I when I got out of a relationship? One time Dude, my the girl I was seeing, she took French class. I started learning French, dude. I spent a whole summer learning fucking French, dude. I got to her to her place, and uh, and she, that's that's the girl I met in South Carolina. And I was, you know, petting that, I was petting her neighbor's cat or somebody's cat. I turned into a stalker. I was over to her place in the middle of the night, petting somebody's cat, and I just hitchhiked to get to South Carolina. I'd never been in the state before. I got there at midnight, and I'm petting a cat on the address where I know she's been getting mail. So that's not healthy, and practicing my French in my head for how I was going to romance her in French. Dude, can you imagine if she'd opened her door? Here's a boyfriend that she hasn't seen in three months, who's probably been, you know, sent her like six- and seven-page love letters. Suddenly this dude is on her porch petting a cat that she may or may not even know, because I don't think she owned a cat. So this is going to be somebody else's cat. That I would be holding when she opened the door, and that I'm gonna be trying to just st- probably stutter in French how much I loved her. That's going to jail. That's is that is uh, going to jail. This GTJ behavior right there. That's going to jail. So that's how I behave. So I'll tell you this, man. Don't be a pussy. You know, and I hate to say that word, on people don't like hearing about. It. Don't be it. You know, if that relationship's over, I mean, sometimes we romanticize. The old you, the fun you, really? Was that who you were? Are you you know, what was the, you know, maybe you were. I'm not saying you weren't, but what? just don't romanticize things. You know, that relationship didn't work out because it wasn't supposed to work out. I hate to tell you that. It might work out in the future. It's not working out now. So what are you going to do? That's the facts, man. You know? But if you're really struggling with your feelings and you're not feeling great, you know, pick up a hobby. You know, get you a box of popsicles, dog. You know? Go to an Al-Anon meeting. Listen to other people share about their feelings, how they're feeling. Al-Anon's a great place if you don't have you're not an alcoholic or something, but you got you lost in your feelings, go there. People sharing and you'll learn a little bit about feelings in there. But I mean, I wish you weren't going through this pain, but that's what I did. I laid, did. I, learn, I smoked menthol cigarettes and laid on a swing set for a summer. Wasted a whole summer of my life. Another time, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me. I drove across country. Showed up at her place in the middle of the night to win her back. You know, and I wasn't tripping. I mean, I was a little bit in hindsight, but I mean, I thought I really loved her, you know. And I probably and I And I did and maybe still do in some ways. But, you know, what did I do? I freaked out. When I, you know, when I felt bad, when I felt sad. I put in errors. I mean, look, man, I wasn't making good choices. What do I do now? You know, I've been, you know, spending time with the girl and we have some tough times because of situations that I'm dealing with. And, you know, what do I do now? I just, I don't lay in bed. I don't lay in bed and think about it, man. You know, I keep moving. And when she pops into my head, you know, i get through the feelings. I breathe, I meditate, I get through the feelings you know, and if that's what's going on, you know, but just do grown up stuff. Don't let stuff just happen to you. Do stuff. If you sit there and let stuff happen, your feelings going to take over. You're going to feel bad, man. You know, but if you do stuff, you take action, you can feel not as bad. And you probably don't deserve to feel as bad, man. You sound like a good dude. You deserve somebody that loves them. You'll get that. I promise you, bro. You know, you got big lovers out there coming at you. You know, you might have a dude hit you up on Snapchat for a couple hundred G just to visit that ass, you know. So keep your options open, man. You know, but stay up, man. Don't don't stay down. Don't stay down. I know that's vague and shit, but you know what I'm saying, man. You're better than that. You'll be okay, bro. love you, all right? Be good to yourself, son. Fucking hug yourself and go jerk off somewhere. You know, if you got to jerk off one time, don't get addicted to it, but, you know, sneak out in the woods or something. Jerk off. Connect with your manhood. Bring a whip out there. Tell your friend to beat you with a whip. You know, buddy of mine, when he would get feeling kind of squirrely and girly, sometimes his buddy would beat him with a fucking whip in their basement. And he's a straight-up G, man. So you'll be okay, bud. Sorry I'm in a weird mood. All right, let's go to the next call. Mm, soaking in the
4: sunshine here in, here in Indiana, Theo. Uh, this is Bobby. And-
0: Indiana, uh, home of the Ku Klux Klan. Just bringing that up. I uh, just don't want that blamed on the South anymore. Onward.
4: And we've got a little issue. I'm um, calling from Muncie, Indiana. Uh, the situation is
0: Muncie, beautiful name. I've always thought for a, a baby, for a newborn baby, Muncie. Look at Muncie. I got a friend named Mutsy, and he got one eye. Onward.
4: Is um, my neighbors. Um, I've got I've got several um, several characters in the neighborhood, uh, but there's one in particular, uh, one couple in particular that. Uh, that have an interesting thing going on. So,
0: okay, what is it, brother? What you got?
4: Uh, I moved into town uh, to start my graduate degree about about four months ago, and uh, these fuckers have had a continuous yard sale uh, that spans their entire uh, property, which is probably
0: oh, that's ball mart, dude. That's people that straight up ball mart. People that just straight up ball out in a yard, dude. We had somebody like that. That's Walmart. Everything's for sale. Always anything. Something gets thrown in the yard out of a fucking window. That's for sale too. Everything. Let's hear more.
4: Probably uh, half an acre or something. So they've got this. Uh, they've got this yard sale. This perpetual yard sale going on. And I'm I'm not really sure how to approach it. Um, they're not violating any policies or laws that I know of. Hmm. Um, and I. I have walked over a time or two and I've actually bought a few items, one of which was a, a motorcycle helmet. Um, I also picked up a fur coat and a football jersey. so
0: um, damn, dude, I love it. I love the whole scenario. What do you do there? I, I mean, I think here's what I would do. I'd make a deal with them. Um, for 500 bucks, I'd buy everything in that fucking yard, right? And then I'd put it all over in a corner and I'd burn it all. But the deal was contingent upon the fact that they don't sell anything else ever. Uh, If not, then you guys got to get a neighborhood group together, like an HOA type of thing, and see if you can shut them down. Or just embrace it. You know, embrace it. Next time you got neighbors coming over, take them over there to shop first thing. You know, sometimes it's like things aren't that bad if we just embrace them. But sometimes neighbors need to act a little more neighborly. My step-parents live next door to this family dude. They got 11 or 12, 13 fucking children. you know half of them's running around like damn Frankenstein's. Some of them have children they're running in and out of the house. They always have a million cars parked in the yard. They're not bad people, you know I don't think the dad works and I, I mean but they don't they're not good neighbors. that's for damn sure. you know And they had one time. Uh, they had a, a kid a three-year-old my my stepdad uh, somebody's by the door he sees somebody out by the front door he opens the door they got a three-year-old out there standing out in it, 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 like by the yard like by right by the front door like by the walkway and my stepdad's like what's going on and it's three years old this kid he goes i'm just wa- I'm just gonna go walk to the dollar general and get me something do you know which way it is to the dollar general my stepdad just took him back to his house kid's three years old You know, and that's the type of family that's over there. And he was making signs and shit for a little while. We'd stay up at night just hammering on signs like he was damn living in Santa's workshop or something. The daddy or something. I don't fucking know. People are out of their minds. People need to learn how to be good neighbors, though. That's for sure. And you can write them a note. You can start straight up war with them if you want. You know, but if if, if you're not willing to go there and you want to live in that contention, if not, if you don't... If you don't don't want to go there and live in that contention and be at war with them, which could be fun, too. That could be fun. But if not, then you need to come to some peace with it, you know? See if, you know, you could buy everything one time and they never do it again. Or see what, you know, ask them when does the yard sale end. Or when you have guests over, take a shopping first. You notice, embrace it. Those are things I would recommend. Dude, that's fucking gangster. You got a fur coat out of a neighbor's yard, bruh dude we had this fur coat and these other dogs in the neighborhood would come by and fuck it sometimes man and then some of them would double team it too dude these two honestly bruh these two black dogs i think they were rottweilers anyhow onward i'm taking one more call man and then i uh and then i'll see what's going on let's hear it
2: hey Theo, what's up my name is vince
0: calling from tampa big V and big T Vince in Tampa man you sound like uh, you sound like somebody that could have worked at a strip club onward but then of course everybody in Tampa does
2: uh, I just had a little bit of a story for you uh, based on an experience I had when I was 16 years old with my first blowjob
0: ooh this is always enticing man I love to hear about people's first experiences so let's go Vince Uh. I was
2: bowling with my buddies at the bowling alley <clears throat> and uh I knocked some pins down. Turns out I have the old seven ten split.
0: That seven ten split, man, that's what they used to call uh this dude in our neighborhood who only had he had one tooth right there and one tooth right there. He had that Michael Strahan. He had that seven ten. Onward And uh
2: I was bowling with one of the hottest girls in high school she comes up to me and she says Hey, man, if you you hit this 7-10 split, I'll give you a blowjob in the car afterwards.
0: Really? I don't find this impossible to believe, but what kind of girl does that if you hit this? Se- what girl even knows what a 7-10 split is in high school, Vince? I mean, think about that. Some girl, like, if you come up and hit this, I'll give you a blowjob? Dude, I'm going to listen to this a little bit more, but this sound, uh, I'm uncertain about you here, Vince. Onward. Hey
2: Theo. Hey Theo, I was born with one of the hottest girls in high school. She comes up to me and split. I'll give you a blowjob in the car afterwards. Onward, bro. I never hit a seven ten split in my life, and I'll be damned if my little penis tip didn't twinkle and I hit that seven ten split. I never hit a seven ten split in my life, bro. Anyways, man, she uh, she ended up hooking me up in the car. And that was my first blowjob ever. Uh I remember I felt like I went into a little bit of shock, dude. It was like my hands and my arms and everything went a little bit numb.
0: Oh, that's blowjob atrophy, dude. We had a buddy like that in uh in junior high, he got himself some early blowjobs. And if you get early blowjobs a lot of times your body's not used to it. You can have adverse reactions even to, you know, sexual activity. And he would uh he couldn't even move after he after he get a blowjob. So literally, you could tell if he'd gotten some, his buddies would be carrying him around, or they would be, you know, they'd even have. I remember one time at after prom, they had him in a wheelchair, and that's you know that happens sometimes. People can't handle the sexual activity they're getting at young ages, and they will, you know. And this dude, they put him in a, you know, his two buddies would carry him because he's kind of a little bit of a strong in the legs. You know, he had some. He had some rings in his woodwork, if you know what I'm saying. He had some, uh, he was, his legs had a lot of atoms in them. He was, you know, a lot of neutrons and protons. Anyway, he was thick. That's what I'm saying. He had volume. He had mass. He had all of those. And, And so he would get that blow job and he couldn't, you know, couldn't move very well. You know, he get that atrophy in his muscles and stuff, and his buddies have to carry him around. And that happens, too. Sometimes you get that, uh, you take these Viagras, these Cialis's. You know, I take that Canadian Viagra, makes my legs sweat. And um, I have a, a, a buddy that used to take it. He couldn't bend his legs if he was on Viagra. So he, he could do some sex, but he had to just lay down, you know, or just lean in one time really good. And so everybody has different things that happened to them with sex, man. But the seven ten split, story I find it hard to believe, but I love a new, you know, I love a first-time story, so I appreciate you uh, calling in. And also, I think you were a first-time caller, so I respect that. We had a lot of great calls. I'm going to get to some more of them. I don't know if I'm going to get to them tonight. I don't know when I'm going to get to them. Um, but if you have a call, if you have a response to something that we've talked about on the episode today, if you have a thought on the... Uh, Take a knee. If you had a thought on the take a knee, man, I would love to hear more about it. Um, You can hit the hotline and drop that call off. If you have had an experience where your girlfriend or significant other has, you guys have agreed that they could sleep with somebody else for money or not for money, just for recreational purposes and how that played out. Uh, I'd love to know more about that. So you can hit the hotline for anything, 985-664-9503. But those are two things that I would love specifically to know about. If you have experience with those, to call in about them. If um, if you've had a spouse spend time or a girlfriend or boyfriend spend time with somebody else that you agreed on for money or for not and how that played out afterwards. And also, if uh, what you think on the take a knee. You think that's yeah, legit, that's cool. That's whatever you think, you know, how many times is this going to happen? How, you know, what's the solution for what's the racial, the racial solution? You know, I mean, or whatever, whatever your thoughts are, whatever your thoughts are, I'd love to know them. Uh, And I'm going to take us out of here. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. Um, You can hit up the Patreon. We got the Dollar Shave Club out there. Uh, Everything's going okay. I appreciate the support. I want to thank Ari Manis for being here. You can follow him on Twitter. And on Instagram, at Ari Manis. There's no hard feelings uh, between me and Ari as we figure this out. I appreciate you guys calling in and giving voice in your thoughts and your opinions. They're always welcome here. Always welcome here. Um, And, you know, we're trying to heed them. I'm trying to figure things out, you know. I don't want to just kick Ari by the wayside because we agreed that we would try it for a few weeks and see how it goes. So, you know, we'll figure it out after this week and see if it's worth uh, trying for another week or not. Uh, We tried to reframe it a little. Or I tried to reframe it a little bit. But thank you for uh, checking out this past weekend. Uh, Subscribe. Tell your friends. I love you. I will be in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, November 14th through the 16th at the Stand Up Live. Ari will be in La Jolla at the La Jolla Comedy Store. And that is uh, the first weekend, I believe, in November it's either the first or second weekend so you can check out when he'll be there uh, the third and fourth or the 10th and 11th thank you guys so much for your support I'll talk to you soon let's go out Spencer Jacob Grau band with Celebrate and if you have some ideas for new music or intro theme or something and you want to let me know you can hit me up at theovon at mac.com I'm always interested in um having a variety and go out there and stand on what you believe in man you know if you're tired of certain things people get tired and speak up about it you know everybody has a voice and i I, we got to use them you know if you're tired of companies you know making shitty stuff quit supporting shitty stuff you know when you change where your money goes that's when things change so put your money Towards things that you care about research the companies research who's doing what know who you're giving your money to because that's how things change and poor people got to stick together man. I tell you I tell you onward. You guys be good to yourselves, man. I bet you deserve it, man. I'm going to try.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head.
4: You have three new voice messages.
2: A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So
0: great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. mean? Hi,
2: I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry.